I am nomad. No, you're not nomad. You're an alien machine. It doesn't matter which side runs the village. It's run by one side or the other. Oh, certainly. But both sides are becoming identical. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. There's a 68.71% chance you're right. Cute. End of line. There's nothing in this world that you can own that I can't take with force, except Bitcoin. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Euros are going to zero. The yen's going to zero. The Chinese currency's going to zero. It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. Look at these three words written larger than the rest with a special pride never written before or since. Tall words proudly saying, we the people. Then what will happen to us? There's no trace of my money. My office is gone. What will I do? How will I live? Your programming tapes have been altered. You are in error. You are a biological unit. You are imperfect. I am no man. All right, and welcome to Nomad 21. Many thanks to you, my friends, for listening to my crazy little pod here. Uh, what a great weekend it was, folks. Uh, what, what, what a great weekend it was. NFL playoffs with my American friends, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Victorious over the Cincinnati Bengals and the Philadelphia Eagles taking the win over the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, really, really terrific football action and really fun to do it in the in the in the deep south of the USA uh, because people are so passionate about their sports here. Uh, also did some exploring of the United States oldest settlement, Pensacola, Florida. Lovely, lovely city on the Gulf Coast in Florida's panhandle. Lovely, lovely people. Strong values. Um, you know, went to a hockey game. Imagine that. It's still weird to me as a Canadian going to a hockey game uh, down here on the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, but nonetheless, the Pensacola Ice Flyers in a squeaker defeat the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs by a score of three to two. Exciting, exciting stuff. Hey, folks, uh, what a great show today here on Nomad 21. The Bitcoin Explorers are here, so stay tuned. I'm just going to go through a little preamble, a preamble <laughs> before we, we get to this uh, lovely, lovely pair uh, from Italy, of all places. So uh, stay tuned. Um I was talking about the Pensacola Ice Flyers hockey game. They have a commemorative uh, jersey, a commemorative uniform. Todd loved them. My buddy Todd just thought they were great uh, because Mardi Gras, with its roots in Mobile, Alabama, which is just about an hour down the highway from Pensacola. Uh, so New Orleans, famously associated with Mardi Gras, uh, really took the idea and sort of blasted it into the stratosphere. Uh, but the origins of Mardi Gras were with Mobile. And of course, Pensacola, being so close, uh, partook in the festivities as well. And it's, it's a real big deal here in Pensacola. So they have a commemorative jersey for the local hockey team. And 
it it was ghastly. It was uh, as a Canadian hockey fan, as a traditionalist, you know, I like, you know, standard uniforms. Uh, but so they've got, you know, these. <laughs> they had prints of uh, the the Mardi Gras beads and the, the masks and the yeah. It looked more like kids pajamas or like a Halloween costume. It, it just uh, I don't know. Uh, people here in town are divided over. It's pretty much 50-50. Some people love it. Some people don't. But uh, certainly appropriate because Mardi Gras, a big deal here in Pensacola and the traditional colors of Mardi Gras, purple, green and gold. Uh, absolutely fairly reflected in the commemorative jersey of the uh, Pensacola Ice Flyers. So uh, check it out online if you're uh, if you're so intrigued. And my buddy Todd absolutely loved them. Uh, I think he's going to buy one, to tell you the truth. But hey, Todd, you paid for the tickets, so <laughs> I love you, buddy. Uh, quick reminder, folks, to stream Nomad 21 on the Fountain app or wherever your preferred podcast platform may be. If you like what you hear, all right, give me a boost. Give me a boost. Give old N21 a boost, yeah? Uh, just like my truck driving Bitcoiner buddy, Bubba. Thank you, sir. Bubba listens on the road sometimes and has been an early supporter of the program. And commented after the, the Noster episode, uh, number seven, about the situation in El Salvador, where I believe I was talking about the, the possibility of, of voting with your feet and maybe moving from somewhere you feel a little oppressed to somewhere where they welcome Bitcoiners like El Salvador. Um, but, but Bubba says in his comment, because he boosted me, uh, what happens in the next election? Never trust a politician. No shit. Yeah, you know, and you can always, you can always uh, expect the frankness, the truth, the uh, unbridled, uh, you know, meat of the matter from from Bubba. So, I I agree, dude. Uh, my fingers are crossed. I'm hoping for the best. Uh, but thanks, Bubba. Really appreciate your support. And you can follow Bubba's example to have your comment read on the following show. So boost me, baby. Boost me. Awesome. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm really uh, honored to have uh, the following guests on today's show. They are a lovely pair from Italy who have a fantastic YouTube channel called Bitcoin Explorers. And they're such wonderful folks, you know, uh, helping me perfect my Italian language skills, as you'll soon hear. But not only that, uh, they are gracious enough to share their travel experiences through Latin America and around the world as their never-ending journey unfolds for all of us through the magic of this thing we know and love called the internet. Uh, as if that weren't enough, folks, they are doing it all with Bitcoin. Every expense, every airline ticket, coffee, hotel, taxi, papusa, nightclub, or paragliding lesson, all paid for in Bitcoin. And what's more, they show us how to do it. So you can see how I'm excited to share this conversation I recently had with Ricky and Laura, the Bitcoin Explorers. So 
Senza ulteriori indugi ecco Ricky e Laura su Nomad 21. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bitcoin Explorers, Ricky and Laura. Welcome. Hey. Uh, I want to, I tried to learn some Italian today. So, uh, buonasera. Is that right? Buonasera. buonasera. You were very close. Almost there. <laughs> you just need a little practice. You need more enthusiasm. Buonasera. Buonasera. Oh, then you're perfect. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget your hands. Yeah, grazie. I did. I did use my hands there. <laughs> you could only see me. We're audio only. But uh, thank you so much for sharing your time today. I really appreciate it. Because It's I'm, a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Yes, of course. And it's so good to watch your videos. I've been watching one video uh, a day, kind of, for the last three days. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. You have so much energy. Uh, thank that really, you, bro. It translates. And it's... Um, you know, it's inspiring to see. Thank yeah. you. It's very easy to find energy in Central America. Yeah, I, I bet. That's <laughs> and with Bitcoin. And with Bitcoin. And with, Bitcoin. and with Bitcoiners. That was an amazing experience. Awesome. Uh, I wanted to ask both of you, uh, how did Bitcoin find you? Mm, who goes first? I go. I My story is much shorter than Ricky's. Ah. I, <laughs> I just got graduated in product, graphic design and communication. Okay. So I had, I started working independently, making logos, branding, social media, communication until I started working for this company from Hong Kong. It was okay. a blockchain company at the beginning. I didn't know anything about about uh, Bitcoin and blockchain. So I just accepted the job because they paid me. Very cool. And they paid me in Bitcoin because it was much faster and easier than pay me in dollar and then exchanging the money and then like waiting for weeks to receive my salary. So basically this is how it started. To me, it was so fascinating. When I saw the first transaction, they basically told me, okay, we're sending you the payment. I received it. 10 minutes later, it was an on-chain transaction, like in, in minutes from the other part of the world. To me, that was like magic. a magic moment. Yeah. yeah, that was magic. And so that's I, really... I think it was like... Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupt you. No, no. That's no, I, I think it was like receiving the first email, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. I felt like I felt what it is to use the Internet for not only sending information, but also for sending money. So that was definitely the moment so I worked with them for a while, but I never stopped learning about Bitcoin. So a little later, I quit my job because it was a shit coin, but I loved mm -hmm. it. I mean, that's the reason that I'm here. So um, I liked it. And now I'm Bitcoin only. And that's it. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, Ricky, that was nice. How about you, sir? Oh, God, I'm a little older than Laura. <laughs> and a little younger than me. <laughs> and boomers. Exactly. And so I, I, I've been working for pretty much uh, for a very long time in uh, human rights. I was an activist. I was working. I was actually lobbying the in the Italian parliament. And I've always been... 
and I have always been into politics and lobbyism. And then uh, I've always been a geek as well. I loved uh, technology. And when I found Bitcoin and I learned what Bitcoin was, it, it took me a while, a couple mm -hmm. of years to get it properly. I immediately realized that Bitcoin is the most powerful tool to protect human rights and financial freedom all over the world. It it was yes. it was a it was shocking. It was a, such a revealing moment, an epiphany, some sort of epiphany. So I started to study Bitcoin uh, as much as I could. It was an obsession, and then I realized, boy, I have. I mean, I'm going to change the world more effectively if I work on Bitcoin than if I run for the election in my countries. Right. So right. I started to uh, back then uh, Italy had no Bitcoin podcast. So I started uh, it was 2017. I started uh, learning as much as I could about Bitcoin. And then early, very early 2019, actually the 3rd January 1919, the 10th anniversary of the Bitcoin network, I started my podcast in Italy. Uh, it's called Bitcoin Italia Podcast. Uh, and that's how my journey started. Then I, we started to do content in English on YouTube as Bitcoin Explorers. And uh, here we are. So my focus has always been, yes, Bitcoin, the technology, but I want to learn how Bitcoin is changing the world in the emerging markets, mostly because Bitcoin is a political tool, was made as a political tool by Satoshi Nakamoto. There is a cypherpunk activist. Let's not forget about it and uh yeah and that's how we are here that's beautiful uh you touched on my next question i was going to ask you how bitcoin explorers became an idea that you wanted to act upon but just pause on that for a moment because uh i agree with you uh ricky very much that uh bitcoin is the single greatest social tool uh, gifted to yeah. humanity, to everyone on the planet, uh, you know, whether you're an enemy or a friend of mine, uh, it's here for all of us. And as an example, quickly, I've told this story a few times here on my pod, but uh, I left Canada when uh, Justin Trudeau started doing crazy things during the lockdown and uh, putting protesters in jail and peaceful people were injured by uh, a brutal police force uh, in the nation's capital. Uh, I packed up everything, put it in a van, and uh, had my van shipped as cargo to the United States. And uh, I got on a helicopter because at the time you could not drive across the border. So uh, when you have 12 seed words in your head memorized, it becomes easy to bring your uh, store of wealth with you. And so I was so thankful. And at that moment, Bitcoin really changed for me from a speculative um, intriguing idea to uh, the social tool that you underlined. So that's that's really so important. Uh, uh, Laura, I'm interested to hear what you have to say on, on the subject as well. Well, what I love about Bitcoin is that basically everyone needs it. It doesn't matter 
matter if you know everything about politics or economy or the financial system. In my case, it was a better technology to do something that all the people do basically every day, receiving mo uh, money, receiving a payment. So at the end, it doesn't really even matter how much you're into politics, you're into economics. Bitcoin is... Always the solution is always the better solution. So I agree with all you guys said. And I also think that there's big hope because now we are just like 1% of the world that knows something about Bitcoin. But I'm pretty sure very soon everyone will at least want to learn about it. And just because they need it. The fact that Bitcoin resolve a real use case is the feature killer of Bitcoin. Beautiful. Um, El Salvador, Guatemala, Panama, Madeira, all of these places that uh, we have heard about through Bitcoin Twitter or perhaps YouTube with channels like yours, by the way. Bitcoin Explorers, ladies and gentlemen, please follow and subscribe on YouTube. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, but of all these places, and I know this is probably an unfair question with no single answer, but what is your favorite? Whoa, this is, yeah. this well, you, is a tough one. This is a tough one. Answer uh, any way you like. Um, uh, we, of course, we have special feelings for El Salvador. Mm -hmm. We, we, we traveled and stayed in the country extensively and we have a lot of friends there. So our hearts are in El Salvador. I have to tell you, though, we were impressed by Guatemala as a country is shockingly, shockingly beautiful. And there Lago is such a Bitcoin. The Bitcoin Lake is gorgeous. And yeah. what they are doing there is a very interesting uh, example of bottom up adoption. And uh, it's super cool. Every Bitcoiner that goes to El Salvador should take five, six days to go to Guatemala on the Bitcoin Lake as well. But beside that is another beautiful country, historically, naturally filled with beautiful, smart and smiling people. It's cheap. so Oh, it's, much uh, cheaper hey, than Salvador. So that, that intrigues me. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something I can afford. Sats. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I lost my train of thought. I just had a, a question. Oh, uh, while you were there, did you run into Patrick Melder? He's uh, uh we, we yeah, he's running he's running Lago Bitcoin. We yeah, have on the podcast uh, we, uh, last week. No, the week before, two yeah. weeks ago. We have to admit when we go to those places, we tend not to like call the Bitcoiner the first day because we right. wanna go in the places as normal tourists to see who accepts Bitcoin or not, why and why not. So our approach is very touristic and as two people that are trying to pay everything in Bitcoin. But of course, if you if you go like to the Bitcoin beach and you hang out with the Bitcoin beach guys or with the Bitcoin lake guys from the first day is much easier than how it actually is. Right. So we didn't really call Patrick. We know he's we are desperately looking for the truth yes. when we yes. travel. So yes. just like good Bitcoiners, we always look for yeah. exactly. <laughs> but we know he's we know him. We, yeah. we we text each other. We never met, though. OK. 
Well, I can tell you for one, he's a really wonderful guy. I never met him, but I interviewed him and he was just really terrific. Nice, uh, good spirit, you know, like, yeah. like like you described the people in Guatemala. They, they all seem to be uh, very positive. Yeah. people. He's from the U.S., though, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he's an immigrant yeah. to Guatemala, but I think he goes back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, for having the courage and the will to start a local economy in in a place like Guatemala or like any other place, you must be a very good Bitcoiner. It takes like, a lot of work. Yeah. To and, do yeah. And, and I always feel like courage. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm in, inadequate when I see people like that with so much energy and <laughs> tenaciousness, uh, the will to uh, really work hard every day to get to where you need to be to create a circular economy in a place that's never heard of Bitcoin before. It's amazing. Yeah, we need those people. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, Ricky, you mentioned uh, earlier uh, mm -hmm. that uh, there's two ways that that Bitcoin can be adopted, and it's the top down model like we've seen in uh, perhaps El Salvador uh, as a as a legal tender currency. And then there's the bottom up uh, method, which you just mentioned in terms of, of uh, Guatemala. Can you speak more to that, the both of you, on uh, on how you see that working and from, from the example of all the places you've been? Yeah, uh, this is another hard one. There is so much to say. And this is, um, let's start from one point. It's so early, my friend. Mm -hmm. uh, everything we're talking about, we are avant-garde here, right? We are, we are all pioneers. So what's going on in El Salvador, what's going on in Guatemala, the Bitcoin Lake, or in Costa Rica, the Bitcoin Beach, for example, we were there as well. Those are pioneers. So it's hard to say something at the moment because... Uh, it's still an ongoing process, but what can I say is that one year ago, right after the the Bitcoin law uh, was approved, we were shocked. As a Bitcoiner, I would never expect a country to adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender so early. I was following the Miami conference uh, from uh, from my house in Milano, and I was in shock, in disbelief. I mean, uh, I thought, are are we ready for it? How how this is gonna work? Is the technology mm -hmm. ready? Is the tech is Bitcoin right. ready? Yeah. yeah, right. I agree. So, and I was very curious to understand how a uh, sovereign state would adopt and implement, roll out in the country uh, such a such an incredible and revolutionary technology, especially in that kind of country. We're talking about six million gross, circa six million Salvadorian people. Most of them have a huge lack of education. Uh, most of them are poor or live in extreme poverty. Uh, they live, their life is 100% cash-based. Mm -hmm. There are no credit cards, no electronic payments whatsoever in El Salvador. And they are unbanked. Like and 80, most of 80%. them, yeah, 80% are unbanked. So mm -hmm. that's a very, and they have the dollar. They right. don't have a shitty fiat currency that is 
uh, hyperinflating like in Venezuela or in Argentina or more recently in Turkey. They have a strong currency. So that, that was very interesting for me to see. That's why we decided to leave this in December 2021 to live in El Salvador. Days, correct? 45 yeah. days. No yes. cash, no credit cards, only a Bitcoin wallet to see if it was actually possible. Okay. And, now, when you uh, say that, you're, were you using like um, bit refill? At any time, using uh, cards of any kind. No, that no, were, no, real. No, not at all. Just the real Lightning Network yeah. or, or the Bitcoin uh, base layer. Yeah, that it was either Bitcoin directly from a wallet or starvation. That mm -hmm. that was the game. <laughs> right. It sounds uh, very dramatic that way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you made it. But we it's, made it. It was it fun. It's, it's incredible that uh, that that two people can do that. Uh, in this day and age. And like you say, we're so, so very early. It's incredible. Yeah. And especially so early, the, the, the law was, I mean, brand new. Chivo Wallet launched in September mm -hmm. and we were in El Salvador in late November, early December. So it was very interesting to see. Of course, we had to learn a few tricks because uh, nobody, I mean, not everyone in, Exalva, in El Salvador accept Bitcoin and they are not forced by the government, tech, thank God, let me say, yeah. to accept Bitcoin if they don't want to. Yeah. So we pretty much learned uh pretty fast that for example hotels uh, they are a little trouble um, not every hotel except bitcoin in the country so we had to call in advance right. look for their phone numbers on google and call them but one by one do you accept bitcoin yes i can sleep there no sorry bro i don't have cash i don't have credit cards so we cannot do business together right. and few other little tricks the other thing we wanted to verify was um i mean back then we were seeing all our colleagues go to el salvador and stay in san salvador and at the bitcoin beach Yes. All right, I get it. But <laughs> is it possible to live in Bitcoin all over the country? In the jungle. What happens right. What happens if I leave, if I go to La Union, that it's a city very poor, uh, deep in the, in the east of part of the country? What happens if I go to the local market? Can I buy one banana and pay it from the local merchant uh, from in, in Bitcoin? And that, that was the game we played one year ago. And this year we can, we came back to understand what happened. If the adoption is better or worse, what has changed? Because as I said, it's an ongoing process. Right. And, uh, when I watched, uh, the video of your 45 day, um, time spent in El Salvador, Uh, it was difficult uh, as you tried to even get uh, a mobile telephone SIM card. I noticed mm. you had mm -hmm. to try a few times before you found someone. Or did you even find anyone 
At, at, yeah, uh, we did. You did find somebody else. We did. We did. Uh, in the video, we show how. And there is just one company at the moment that accept Bitcoin. And that that's Digicel, it's called. Yeah. Right. The thing is this. Uh, the surprise we had uh, the, in, in our last trip, uh, that was the... That was the second trip in El Salvador is that actually after one year, the adoption got worse. Yes. You said that in your video, uh, you, you yeah. remarked. So and that was kind of surprising to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. A little disappointing. We weren't expecting to be that higher. Like we weren't expecting to see that everyone accept Bitcoin in El Salvador, but for sure we didn't expect that basically 75, 80% yeah. less of adoption. We came back in every places that we knew they accepted Bitcoin the last year because we were there and most of them don't accept Bitcoin anymore. And the ones that do, they take the tablet from a drawer, like full of dust. Yeah, they, they forgot about it. They forgot about right. it. So I would say it's like 99% worse. Than 99% no, but yeah, much worse. Yeah. And, and that, that, that was very surprising. Is that true also in San Salvador and at Bitcoin Beach? Um, uh, I wouldn't say that that is the... Also true at the Bitcoin Beach, for sure is a hundred percent sure in San Salvador. We spent a lot of time in both our trips in the in the state capital, and a lot of merchant restaurants, hotels are not accepting Bitcoin anymore in San Salvador. Bitcoin Beach, uh, well, uh, let's start for one thing. I mean, El Zonte. Is a very small village, yeah. very small village, and uh, and not everyone accepts Bitcoin in a zonte. Not no, not every Bitcoiner knows that. But when you actually go at the Bitcoin Beach, uh, most of the nice hotels for tourists they do accept Bitcoin. Uh, some restaurants uh, uh, they accept Bitcoin, but a lot of other merchants they don't. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was, to be honest, pretty much the same in El Zonte. I would mm -hmm. say no improvement yeah. at all at the Bitcoin Beach, but things are not worst. Yes. In the rest of the country, they are worst. Yeah. Yes. As an you example, think... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. we wanted to eat pupusas and spend Bitcoin in San Salvador. So we asked on Twitter and to our Salvadoran friends to suggest us one papusa place that accepted Bitcoin in San Salvador, not in the jungle, in the capital. And they couldn't tell one. They tell like maybe this one. And we are talking about papusa places. There are 10 papusa Everywhere. places in oh, and that's like the typical food in San Salvador. There's a pizzeria in Milan that accepts Bitcoin for sure. Without so, illegal tenders. Without yes. illegal tenders. So to me, that was the sign. I don't really care about the huge hotel that, as of course, is basically using Bitcoin as a marketing campaign. This is mm -hmm. what's happening in El Zonte as well. They know that it's a huge marketing campaign that a lot of... Yeah, Bitcoiners, they go to, be, to Bitcoin Beach, yeah. so it makes sense for them to adopt it. But if yes. a Papusa place don't feel the need and the will to accept Bitcoin, to me, that's, a, that's an answer. Right. Do you think when people see the success that the government has had with Bitcoin, for example, they've recently paid uh, a large debt uh, to the IMF 
um, for previous loans, and they are refusing to accept the quote unquote help of the IMF in the future. Uh, but do you think when they see the success the government is having with Bitcoin that maybe the citizens will go, oh, well, maybe that can work for me, too? Hmm. Yeah, probably. It's always like that, right? Um, to be honest with you, I think uh, uh, among the people, uh, we have to wait for the next cycle. We, we have mm -hmm. to wait for the price of Bitcoin to grow a lot. Right. Um, in our, in order for that to happen, because yeah, uh, I, I don't think, uh, to be honest with you, uh, the fact that El Salvador just paid the debt has nothing to do with Bitcoin. Let's face it. Uh, right. they, they, they bought a lot of time ago and they're not making good money yet, uh, right. out of Bitcoin. They will. They will. Yes. I'm 100% sure that if they hold their Bitcoin, El Salvador is going to be one of the richest countries in Central America by far in five years. Mm -hmm. So they will. Uh, that part of the Bitcoin law, I think, is the one that is going to be the most successful. Um, yes. But then for the uh, among the people, it's so different. Yeah, it has different layers. The, the Bitcoin law has different layers. So when we talk about Bitcoin on the streets, we're not talking about Bitcoin in the government. Like, yeah. yes. so we we, ha we as Bitcoiners have to divide the two things, even to be more honest, because you, ha you have yeah. a lot of Bitcoiners that just want to go there, you know, to live the Bitcoin life, to spend yes. their Bitcoin to to go in restaurants and spend Bitcoin. And I wish I'm, you I cannot do that. We cannot say on Twitter that it's working, that adoption is working because it's just not true. And we are Bitcoiners. I mean, since when transparency is not our main value and our main like goal. So yeah. what I really don't like about this whole El Salvador propaganda is that they're moving that the, the success that the Bitcoin law is having on the high level, let's say like that, to say that adoption is working because it's just not right not on the I, I love not, not through salvadorans i love that you're both very honest about that because it's really important as bitcoiners we have to tell the truth just like the bitcoin protocol does uh each <laughs> and every block so that's uh it's very appreciated uh i'm glad you don't uh we have an expression here called uh sugar sugar coating thing <laughs> uh you don't sugarcoat things but uh, at the same time uh, you you really work hard to get down into the communities, into the grassroots, uh, wherever you are, and it's it's a beautiful thing. So uh, I, I'm going to plug your show again on YouTube. It's, it's <laughs> Thank horror, you. ladies and gentlemen. Also because, and and you, you I'm, I mean I get exhausted just from watching your videos. I'm like, oh my god, look at, <laughs> at they're paragliding and they you're riding mm. motorcycles and you're traveling and climbing and. Uh, uh, I, I really loved the fact that you you took some time to visit the uh, ancient uh, Mayan ruins. That's mm, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. That, how does a, how does something like that affect your perspective uh, in terms of what is important? I mean, you're on a Bitcoin uh, voyage, but then there are certain universal truths that defy money, uh, mm. and it's just more of a spiritual thing when you see some some like the tribute to humanity that those ruins are uh speak yeah. to me about that if you can 
Okay, mm, let's put it let's put it that way. Uh, first of all, we are human beings, travelers, explorers, right? We love to travel. Uh, th that's probably our first love. And mm -hmm. then uh, we fell in love for Bitcoin as well. So what we really try to do in our work and on our YouTube channel is, yes, of course, we are the Bitcoin explorers. So we talk about Bitcoin. Uh, we, we, we tell the stories of Bitcoiners all over the world. But at the same time, we want to tell also the countries we visit. We want to tell the Bitcoin community out there what's beautiful, why they should visit Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, why our community should care, should go there, should, should uh, pay, spend their Bitcoin to start a circular Bitcoin economy in those countries. Because Bitcoin is for the people, right? Yeah. And the people are their countries, their histories and their areas heritage and i'm a huge history fan so i always try to visit uh, archaeological ruins where where i can and uh, uh, in the northern part of guatemala that's actually the epicenter of uh, the maya uh, the maya kingdoms mm -hmm. usually we tend to uh, to to imagine Mexico when we talk about the Maya because right. they have those huge, super famous places, right? But actually, yeah. historically, the heart of the Maya culture was the northern part of Guatemala, and they have this huge massive cities deep into the jungle right in the middle of nowhere and to me such an experience is uh, uh, eye-opening for two different reasons first of all uh, they used the best technology they have to conquer space and time and that's what we are doing with bitcoin there is no difference between bit the Bitcoin protocol and uh, a Mayan pyramid. It's something that it's made to last possibly forever. Uh, if our ancestors were using stone and marble to carve something and to pass those messages uh, generation to generation, we use the Bitcoin blockchain to write something that is going to be there for thousands of years. So I think there is a, I think, uh, there is a, there is something in common there. Uh, technology to conquer space and time. And on the other side, what was interesting to travel those area in Guatemala is that there is no electricity, no internet. And this is something we have to deal with, to deal with if we want the Bitcoin revolution to be global. Very cool. Um, that's so much to think about right there. I, I just love it. Mm -hmm. But I, I really saw... Um, from your video, the beauty of uh, of those ruins and uh, all that that culture stood for really, really striking. Uh, moving to wrap up, we've got got about four minutes to go. Um, I just wanted to say you're back home now. I think uh, you're yeah. in Milan. 
Okay. We are in Milan at the moment. It's yes. freezing. Oh boy. Well, hey, you're talking to a Canadian, so uh, you know, come, come and visit yep. Canada sometime. Uh, but uh, what is in store for the future with Bitcoin Explorers? Do you have any plans to visit any particular places? Oh yeah, uh, we would love to go to the uh, European Bitcoin city that is Lugano very soon. The city of Lugano uh, la launched one year ago what they call the legal tender de facto. So uh, on a city scale, uh, they are trying this experiment of uh, uh, Bitcoin economy. And that's very interesting. So we want to visit that city next and then we are drafting a project that is gonna take us to turkey and lebanon in the next couple of months oh, cool. uh, both the countries are hyper inflating like crazy and the use of the, the use of bitcoin is ramping up because of that and i think that's there's there are other interesting stories there for us to tell beautiful i look forward to it as uh, as does everyone with bitcoin explorers uh so with uh, a little bit of time left uh ricky you have one of the coolest twitter handles it's uh at ricky six on twitter yep. if you need to get in touch and that's uh in place of the s we have the the numeral six yeah and uh laura did, would you care to plug your uh twitter handle or anything that you'd like people to know about of course is lori naura like laura nori which is my name but with the letter inverted lori naura very good um ladies and gentlemen it's uh ricky and laura the bitcoin explorers please follow their channel on youtube and uh you know get get in touch with them on twitter if you have any questions and they're yeah. wonderful yes, warm spirits i thank you so much for your time uh thank really you bro. thank you for your time. that was fun let's do it again i guarantee you we will do it again and maybe i will be lucky enough to come and see you somewhere special and we can spend bitcoin together Oh, oh yes let's, let's do this do please we and i want to be bitcoiners a... spending bitcoin <laughs> and i want to be a daredevil like you too i want to try something crazy so we have to uh i don't know what but something death we'll figure it out <laughs> we'll okay. figure it out life Very is good. fun and we should enjoy it enjoy it while you can man it's short yeah god bless you both thank you thank Ciao, you bro bye. thank you guys Bravo, grazie, miei amici. And I'm using my hands. Uh, you'll be happy to know, guys. Uh, that was terrific. It's so wonderful to see these uh, fun-loving people illustrate how Satoshi's vision is coming to pass right before our very eyes. Uh, I feel like I've made some new friends. Uh, it's it's awesome. So. Uh, that's all for today, folks, and I really appreciate you listening and taking time out of your day. And uh, put your hands together for Ricky and Laura. Follow them on YouTube, The Bitcoin Explorers. And uh, follow my pod here. Uh, give me a boost. It sure would be appreciated. And uh, more content coming your way. Uh, I'm excited. There's some, some really cool folks that I've booked in for interviews. So looking forward to sharing all of that with you. And until then, I will see you next time on Nomad 21. <laughs>